Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now, and I uh, I go on my Twitter page, and I, I it's the second half of summer, and there it is. I see Brian Baldinger. He's touring NFL camps, posing with Denver Broncos cheerleaders. Pretty nice life. We bring in Odyssey Insider, Brian Baldinger. Baldy, how are you? Hey, Glenn. Jody, it's uh, good to be with you. I'm doing great. Uh, That's, where are you uh, now? Uh, well, I'm in New York here. Uh, i got to spend the day with the Giants tomorrow, so um, I am just, uh, just got back from Denver and uh, ready to uh, launch another week of camps, maybe – Maybe one of these teams will actually put the pads on and, and actually <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Okay. You know what? I wasn't going to start there, but it, it is a huge issue that that is discussed. And the guys on our station who are former players, guys like John Ritchie, guys like Ike Reese, they're really offended by this, by how – there is no hitting by how the walkthroughs are 58 minutes long. There's a green day, a yellow day, a red day. As a guy who played in this league for a while, I mean, you had a career and now has covered this league for even longer. Um, do you, I mean, is, is it too soft? Is it problematic? Well, I think it leads to a whole new set of injuries because you got to condition a body to the contact that you get on Sundays when you're actually playing the game. So, I agree with, you know, with everybody uh, that you just mentioned and some of the complaints. I have some of the same. However, we're coming off the greatest postseason any of us have ever seen. And the game might never have been more entertaining. And Mm -hmm. while I kind of like the old school, I understand uh, the need for for safety in, in a lot of different cases. So I think there's a balance there right now, Glenn, and they're trying to walk that balance. But... It does take away from some of us of what we went through. I mean, Ike and John and those guys, uh, you know, their, their first week of training camp was very similar to what I went through. It was pretty brutal. It was two days. It was long. It was hot. It was physical. But then once you got through that, you really conditioned the body to the hitting and really didn't see a lot of the injuries that we see now. Mm-hmm. Baldy, uh, I just got a text here from – Josh Allen, the quarterback from Buffalo, not the defense end from Jacksonville, he said, tell Boldy I disagree that last year's postseason was the most exciting. <laughs> right on time, Jody. That's, that's Josh. Uh, uh, Baldy, I do want to ask you about quarterbacks, though, because coming into this year, I, and I've been following the league a long time, much mm-hmm. like yourself, 
I've never seen quarterback situations like what we have. An MVP who doesn't want to negotiate a contract extension. Uh, the highest paid quarterback guaranteed money in the history of the league. We don't know if or when he's going to play this year for the Cleveland Browns. A team that's got just four years removed, the number one overall pick in the draft, the number three overall pick in the draft, and nobody thinks they've got a quarterback in uh, Carolina. Uh, just un- And the whole Kyler Murray uh, homework clause to his contract. This is the weirdest quarterback offseason I've ever seen in my life. How about you? Well, yeah. Well, it was as drama-filled as we've ever seen, and the quarterback carousel drove really three months of the off-season. And yep. uh, where these, you know, new, where these quarterbacks? I was just in Denver yesterday and watching Russell Wilson in a Bronco uniform. It still looks odd to me. Uh, it isn't for him. He's he's loving every day of it right now. But yes, it, it drove the entire off-season. But we also saw the last two years, Jody. The Super Bowl winners were led by quarterbacks who led their teams that they were quarterbacks of for a decade or two decades, in Tom Brady's case, Matt Stafford's case, where they led their team to a Super Bowl. And now teams believe that if you get the right guy in just one offseason, you could be hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy. True. And so that's a big part of it is if you can get that guy, if Denver can get Russell Wilson with the defense they have and a good coach, maybe they could be the team that does it next not to mention, you know, what Justin Herbert looks like, what Mahomes has done, what Josh Allen can do. Um, it's, it's, a good, it's a good era for quarterbacks right now if you've got one. Brian Baldinger is our guest. Follow him on Twitter at BaldyNFL. His stuff during the season, breakdown during the seasons are uh, just absolutely must-watch stuff. All right, so we're talking about the quarterbacks, and, of course, let's bring it back to the Eagles uh, and Jalen Hurts and the biggest question this franchise has moving forward. I don't know if you can answer it, but do you think that Jalen Hurts has the talent to take his game to become a top-tier NFL quarterback, a second-tier NFL quarterback? Uh, I, I know he, I know he has what it takes, Glenn, to be to improve and to get better because that's that's how he's wired. He wants to be coached. Um, he believes that he can take another step. The talent around him got better. Uh, they had one really legitimate wide receiver to throw to last year. Now he's got, uh, you know, guys that in A.J. Brown that are better than anything they had on the field last year. And Devontae should get better. And so I think they're better around him. Um, I, I just think certain things that he's got to correct in his game, and that is, you know, just the urgency to leave the pocket and to scramble and become a runner. Um, you know, I think he's just got to stay in there and trust the protection, trust the routes, trust the receivers are going to win the routes. And that means, you know, staying in there an extra tick or two at times. And I think uh, if he could do that, that will show improvement. And then <clears throat> there's just certain throws you got to make in this business. I mean, when you get to the red zone, every place I've been, I've been to four camps so far, almost every single team so far, they, their first real live period right now is red zone, where, you know, are you kicking field goals or scoring touchdowns? Because mm-hmm. if teams are dropping eight players into a zone coverage at the five-yard line. Those windows are so small, and the throw has to be so tight and so specific. And said, in fact, watching Russell Wilson yesterday at the end of practice, he had a whole special period just himself when guys were walking off the field in the tight ends, just throwing those kind of routes in, you know, from the five-yard line. And so he, they were terrible last year when they got to the goal line, just awful. They didn't know what to do. And they could have won two or three games last year if they'd converted. And so that's a couple of different areas where I think Jalen can really improve his game 
where if he does, he's going to take that next step. Baldy, I want to stick with the Eagles and go to your area of expertise, well, which is basically everything, but even more so because you played it, and that's the offensive line. Um, a whole bunch of people, yours truly at the top of the list, have said the Eagles have the best offensive line in the National Football League, my opinion. Um, and they've got a nice mix of it, veterans like uh, Kelsey and uh, uh, Lane, and on the other side, youth with uh, Mylotta and um, Dickerson. Isaac Samalo seems to be the only question mark. Is he going to be their right guard? Uh, will they look to go with a younger guy there? I think it's a non-starter. I think Isaac is unquestionably uh, the choice there if he's healthy. Is there a competition at right guard for the Eagles this year? Well, I think Jack Driscoll had a great offseason. I was around him a lot. He's a lot bigger and stronger than he ever was. He's almost up to 330 pounds. And so, you know, you're, you're trying to replace, you know, an all-pro in Brandon Brooks, you know. And so I think there's a competition there. Okay. But I think Isaac is, uh, you know, he's, he's a proven commodity. He's very smart. He can play any position on the offensive line. He almost has played every position mm-hmm. on the offensive line. you got to allow him to play himself back into shape after missing a lot of time last year. And, uh, you know, he lost a lot of weight in the offseason. He's gotten a lot of it back. But I think if Isaac is healthy, he's going to be the right guard. And as a group, they can certainly be as good as anybody in this league right now. I, I don't think that there's a better run-blocking offensive line. And, uh, you know, as far as pass protection, uh, it just depends on really the, the timing and the, the trust with the quarterback and the offensive line, how good they can be. But they can be as good as anybody. Their talent is supreme. Landon and Jordan Malata are as good as any young tandem on the left side in this business right now, and they're extremely well coached by Jeff Stoutland. Yeah, I, that, that they still have Stalin, and uh, everything he's done in this franchise is just great. All right, we got Paul. We'll just take a couple more minutes from you. Maybe try to sneak uh, a question about the other teams in the NFC East. I know you went up to, or you are, I guess, at the Giants camp, where Brian Dable is going to try to make something more out of Daniel Jones. Can he do it? Well, you know, I was there last week for a day, and you know they were in their second day of practice. You know, it's two days, no pads, but, like, you know, they had their starting offensive, offensive team on the field. You know, Cardarius Tony, uh, you know, Kenny Galladay, the starting five offensive line, Saquon's healthy. I mean, that's just encouraging. Mm-hmm. Brian Dable is a really I, – I, this doesn't really sound like a football term, but he's a delight to be around. He's a very yeah. upbeat guy. Um, you know, he's very positive. Uh, he really, I think, has a plan just watching practice. There was a plan by what everything they were doing in practice. Uh, he's got great – I think he's got a really good, young, uh, talented general manager in Joe Shane. They look like they're putting it together the right way. I like their coaching staff. I always have liked Wink Martindale as their defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, I, I met Evan Neal for the first time. I mean, you just don't see people like that kind of size, that kind of size walking the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he's, he's never missed a start ever, high school or college. And here he is walking to the right tackle position. They look better everywhere you look um, as a team. And, you know, so, but they're very, very young. And, you know, they got to they put it together and see how quickly they can come together and actually demonstrate um, that on Sundays is to be determined. But I think they're going to be a lot better than what we've seen over the last, say, five years. All right, Paulie, I'll follow up Glenn's question with NFC East quarterbacks. If Carson Wentz is the same exact quarterback he was last year for the Colts, this year for the Commanders, 
will we be talking about Carson Wentz joining his fourth team in the last four years at the end of this year? Well, that's, that's kind of hard because he didn't. They, the whole team tailed off in the last two weeks of the season after they'd beaten the Arizona Cardinals on Christmas night, and they looked like they were going to be a lot to be in the playoffs. And then Carson didn't well play well against the Raiders or Jacksonville, but the team didn't either. I, Carson, I, I hope Carson takes a step up. I know he, he worked with the Hall of Fame quarterback this offseason. I hope some of that transfers and he recognizes some of the fundamental flaws that he has in his game. And I think if he really pays attention to those flaws and really works on it during training camp and beyond, I think he could be a better player. And I think the Washington Commanders will be a better team as a result. All right, last one. Uh, when we last saw the Cowboys, they were being humiliated, uh, embarrassed again by the 49ers in, uh, in that game. Uh, they've also lost Amari Cooper since then. I guess my question is, you know, the Eagles have to get over that loss to Tampa, but I think the Eagles were kind of just happy to be in the playoffs. The Cowboys have bigger goals. Does that game against the 49ers, is there danger for the Cowboys that that leaves an impression? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, an, like you said, that was embarrassing. At one point, it was 23-7 to into the fourth quarter of that game. It wasn't even a game. San Francisco physically whipped them at the line of scrimmage. And I think Dallas saw that they drafted Tyler Smith from Tulsa in the first round, trying to shore it up. But that's a big, that was a big problem. They could not run the ball against San Francisco. Uh, Dak Prescott couldn't drop back and effectively throw the ball. Their number one receiver right now, CeeDee Lamb, caught one ball for five yards hmm. in that game. So, you know, there's, there's, there's real issues there. In fact, Zach Martin, their best offensive player, said going into training camp this year, I can't wait to find out what our identity is going to be. I don't think they have one. I don't think you could say that they're going to be a great running football team. I think Amari Cooper is a big loss. I do know this. Defensively, I think they're very good. And they, uh, they, were sec- they led the league in takeaways last year. Their defense scored eight defensive touchdowns. Um, they're built on taking the ball away and splash plays. Uh, they might have the most talented defensive player outside of Aaron Donald in the league and Micah Parsons. So they're, they're, they're well coached, and they got a lot of talent on that side of the ball. But I think offensively, there's some real question marks about this football team. Actually, Last- Jody, I know you wanted to ask about uh, the Bucks, right? Um, yeah, I did. But uh, instead, okay. I'd rather go here because Baldy did mention that he got C. Evan Neal and didn't know humans could get that big. Hmm. We got a couple guys like that on the offensive line here in Philadelphia. And your ex-mates are the biggest of the big. Unless we're talking about Jordan Davis. Have you been able to get uh, close to him and see how big he is and how big a deterrent he could be for the opposition this year on the Eagles' defensive line? Oh, yeah. I mean, they actually have a uniform that fits him, Jody. You know, <laughs> so, like, that, that's encouraging. But, you know, you just watch him just bounce around the field. And, you know, he's, again, you know, here's a guy um, that if he keeps his weight under control and he learns from really, some really, you know, veteran guys and Fletcher Cox and Brent Graham, the guys up front, uh, he could be a, a real force. I actually believe that his best position is right guard. Like, I think he could be a perennial Pro Bowl right guard because of his size and ability and the coach that's there. They're not going to do that. But um, I, I think that he, he can make an immediate impact early in the season with his natural size and athletic ability. Well, Brian Ballinger, it is always a pleasure. Um, I mean, and when it comes to the voices, the top people I respect, their voices and opinions on the NFL, you are 
right there. Follow him on Baldy NFL. He is our Odyssey insider. Uh, Baldy, where's after New York? Uh, well, I'm seeing both New York teams here. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to Buffalo. And then uh, I, I believe Arizona, the Chargers, the Cowboys, Seattle, and San Francisco, and then the Raiders. Nice so tour. It's going to be a good week this week. And by the way, Buffalo, the first week of August, is exactly the right time to be there, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Having grown up there, I know this. All right. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Right, thanks, buddy. Take care. There you go. Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey insider. Smart guy, Jody. Really smart guy. His his video breakdowns are as good as there are anywhere. Uh, NFL Network, uh, ESPN, CBS, you name it. His are as good, if not better, than anyone else out there. Yep. Two on five, five nine. Got to start right here uh, in broadcasting at ninety four WIP. I remember Baldy doing did a post game yeah. years and years no, uh, pre game show. Excuse me, years and years and years ago. Like, soon after I started with you, Angelo hosted the pregame show. I was on it. Baldy was on it. I don't remember who else. But I remember whenever Baldy spoke, I would just kind of, like, shut up. Because <laughs> he really knew what he was talking about. It's like, yeah, I'll just let him go. You sit there and nod your head go, yep, 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 yeah, yep, yeah. yep. No disagreement. Baldy, I see it exactly the way you see it. But- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date to Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
do you think? Very good. There I go. like it. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, and by the way, 215-592-9494. I know we've done a lot of stuff. We haven't invited a lot of callers. We would love to hear from some callers now if you want to talk uh, about the Eagles in training camp. Uh, and you've heard everything we've discussed about uh, Jalen Hurts and where that's going to go and our conversation with Baldy. If you want to talk about the Phillies win last night or the trade deadline, 215-592-9494. And we even have a $50 gift card from our friends at Shibe Vintage Sports for the best caller of the day. Check out their throwback apparel at their Sunny City location or at ShibeSports.com. Okay. Uh, we need to cut a new open, Jody, um, which could include what we just had, uh, which was tremendous. Moshe did that yesterday. Great job by Moshe. Correct. Um, because I've been playing that same comeback for about 15 years, and I think we need a new open that doesn't have the Fugitive and Caddyshack and I don't know, maybe Breaking Bad. But I put out the call yesterday. And got some response. And, and Jody, if you do, I don't know if you did, but if you would uh, put out on social media, looking for kind of the most iconic movie and TV lines, what do you think, 21st century on? Last 20 that, years? That would so? work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Caddyshack, but it came out 40 years ago. Got to freshen it up. And we'll get your name in it. Uh, I'm going to do one for Saturday with Mike, one for Sunday with you. And my plan, by the way, is to do what we're watching whenever one of us has something. So if you say to me, I'm watching a new show and it's really good, we'll do it on Sunday. If Mike's got something, Saturday, me, whatever day it is. So I want to I wanna keep this going with everybody getting their opportunity to uh, to do it. So that said, I didn't watch anything new this week. Did you watch anything new this week? Not really, no. Okay. All right. Uh, too much Phillies action. Uh yeah, for for me to go. And if you're going to find something new, it used to be the summer was a wasteland. You and I are both old enough to remember when yeah. network television signed off in May and couldn't wait for late September to roll reruns because the baby. new season started. All you got all the summer long were reruns. But now with all the streaming options and whatever, there's new shows 52 weeks a year. Right. So what I am going to do today is uh in lieu of watching anything new last week if you remember i gave you my favorite new shows of the first half of 2022 meaning they were all in their first season right so now i'm going to give you my top five shows that i've been watching this season that are not in their first season got okay. it okay all, all right. right so uh yeah, you may have, you probably watched a bunch of these right okay ozark which yeah, finished like and was great you didn't like ozark I think I told you this before. I gave up on it. I watched two yeah. seasons and just lost interest. Yeah, well, I, I can't tell you to go back and watch it. Everybody's got their own no, taste. but not going to happen. I, well, that's fine. And I loved Ozark, and I loved the way it ended. I thought it, it was a really good final season. I believe you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am very much into the last season of Better Call Saul. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. Although I thought this week's, the one with Carol Burnett this week was just kind of filler. I don't know if you watched it, the most recent one. But that's part of what makes it great. It goes off on these little side trails that you're really not sure where they're going, but it's still intriguing just the same. And working Carol Burnett in, I thought, was phenomenal. It was a good standalone show. I hear you. I think I'm, like, waiting for Walter to show up. Yeah, 
you yeah. know, and I thought like, oh, this will be the week, and they just kind of, just kind of stalled it. But yes, in and of itself, it was very good TV. But we do agree, great show, worth watching. Phenomenal. Odenkirk is one of the best actors in the last ten years on any through any vehicle, movie or television. Now, somebody asked me the question. Um, they said, "Listen, I did not watch Breaking Bad. Would I enjoy watching Better Call Saul?" What do you think? Yes, not as much. That's what I said. If you watched, uh, it, it just adds to your enjoyment of watching Better Call Saul. If you've been prepped for it by having watched Breaking Bad, you will understand the little references and the nuances more so. But certainly Better Call Saul standalone is an outstanding show. That's exactly what I said. I said, you'll enjoy it. It's a really good show. You would enjoy it more if you invested in uh, Breaking Bad. But again, it, it, like it's a big investment. Breaking Bad, I think, had 60-something episodes. Better Call Saul probably the same. So starting from the beginning on both is, is a bear. But okay. I would have even thought they'd had more. 60, you sure? Of which one? Breaking Bad. I think it was like between like 63. I'm, wow. I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not positive. Would, Maybe it's more, but that's what I thought. More like 80, but okay. Okay. Uh, show not in its first season that I love, and I don't remember if we discussed this. I love Only Murders in the Building in its second season on Hulu. Yeah, Steve Martin, Martin Short. Selena Gomez. Oh, really? That one? Oh, I love that show. Is it good? I love that show. I like you should Martin do, it. It starts season one because it's only season okay. two, and I think season one. Tina Fey is in it. Uh, uh, Sting it has a little cameo in really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. That you know, can I give you a little? It's a great little scene. Sure. He's on, Sting is on the elevator with his dog, and Martin Short just thinks the dog is cute, and so he starts walking to the dog, and Sting says, don't stand so close to me. <laughs> very good it was a great little moment hopefully i didn't ruin it for you um but i th it's i don't know i hope you would like that show it's quirky okay it's quirky i'm okay um, with that okay and i think steve martin and martin short are great it's so uh yeah you should watch that on hulu second season okay. uh second season show i just finished hacks you watch that at all no okay you familiar with it no okay <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, so is hacks it about, is is it about cab drivers? It is not at all. And when oh. I first when I first saw it, I thought that's you know like I'm going to watch a show about cab driver, which I would. Hacks is a show. Um, you know who Jean Smart is, the actress. She sure. was in Mayor of yeah. Easttown as the mom. Oh yeah. Okay. So she plays a Las Vegas comedian who was always hot. It's like a Joan Rivers kind of character who was always big and suddenly. Her career is really declining, and she's losing, you know, gigs, and it's really it looks like it's over for her. And she hires a young writer. The actress's name is Hannah. I think it's N Endbinder. She is the daughter of remember Lorraine Newman way back on on SNL. Sure. Yeah, this is her daughter. This is, she's really? the actress. Yeah. Okay. And and it's essentially Hannah Endbinder is supposed to make uh, Gene Smart relevant again. But it's got a lot more than that. The relationships are good, and the storyline is good, and it's, and, it's, and it's fast. Half hour, six, eight episodes, boom, you're done. Watch Hacks. Second season, really good. I'm glad. I'm having fun telling you this. Good. All right. Yeah, uh, but I'm not going back and watching uh, uh, Ozark. Ozark. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Um, this one's easy. Ted Lasso. Everybody when knows When is that, that coming show. back? Well, season two. It had season two. I mean, yeah, season oh, three. Oh, season three? I don't know. I don't know. I watched season two this year. 
I, I missed both seasons. Both had already been well released when I finally got it because I didn't have that. Stre- which streaming service are they on again? Uh, Apple TV Plus, maybe? Apple. Yeah, Apple. They are on I didn't, Apple. I didn't yeah. have Apple. But my daughter, because of her job responsibilities, gets Apple for free. There you and go. if you get Apple, password. you can have two or three that join in, blah, blah, blah. So I got Apple, and when I did... Probably on yours and her recommendations, the first thing I did was go back, and it took me like three days to get all of both seasons done because I yeah. couldn't turn it off. It was that good. I'm very much looking forward to season three. It's great. Uh, yeah, so season two I watched this year. Uh, did you watch Barry on HBO? No. It's good. So Bill Hader plays a hitman who wants to be an actor. That's the basic setup. And he can't get away from his life as a hitman, which he is trying to do. Henry Winkler plays his acting coach. Henry Winkler, by the way, is great in this. Uh, very good show. Right, HBO. So only, only thing I will say is, yeah, I watch enough HBO, so I've seen all the co- commercials, promotions, whatever you want to call them. Did nothing to move me. Okay. Didn't right. didn't suck me in. That's what yeah. you got to do with those things, right? Suck yeah. someone in. They watch for, oh, my God, how did I not watch this before? Yeah, did nothing to suck me in. So, so I follow on Twitter uh, the guy who's the TV critic for Rolling Stones named Alan Sepinwall. Okay. And he wrote, he wrote like a week or two ago that last year, 2021, there were more than 600 scripted shows on TV. And as a TV critic, he like, there's no way he can follow them all. So I appreciate that there are so many shows on TV. And because we do this, I'm sure you get people all the time, oh, you got to watch this show. You should watch this. There's no way I can watch all of them. Right. And, if, and you're right. If you watch the preview for it and you come away going like, eh, then you're not going to do it. I like Barry a lot. I recommend it. Okay. Um, am I done? I think that was, oh, one more. One, I guess this was more than five. But here's the last one. Uh, and it's not a scripted show. It's a food show. Stanley Tucci searching for Italy on CNN. You familiar with this? No. Stanley Tucci's the actor, right? You've seen him before. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Did you say CNN? It's on CNN, yeah. yeah. They got a food show on CNN? It's a travel food show. Oh, that justifies it. <laughs> so, Stanley Tucci is an actor. I like Stanley Tucci. I think he's is an it? outstanding actor. He's an outstanding actor. And by the way... It, People have told me that occasionally I look like Stanley Tucci, which I'll take as a compliment because other people told me I look like Jason Alexander. So I'll take okay. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, yeah. I take Tucci. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> right. So Stanley Tucci is of Italian descent, and Italy has I forget exact number. The way the United States has states, Italy has thirty-one provinces, territory. I don't even remember what it's called. Right. And so each week on the show, he goes to one, like he goes to Lombardy or he goes to Sicily or he goes to whatever. And he goes to a different section of Italy and eats and you get to watch him eat. He'll go to restaurants and he'll go to farms and he'll go to, you know, every markets and the food is astounding. And what I would say to you is you cannot watch this show. Like if you're hungry, right, you got to like eat dinner and then watch the show and then feel like, oh, my dinner wasn't as good as what he's eating. But it's great. And he's really entertaining. He's got a great personality. And these people he finds in Italy are fascinating. And I want, I've want i been to Italy once in my life. You ever been to Italy? No. Okay. I've been there once. I so want to go back after watching this show. And I like write down... 
the places he's been to and say, like, okay, I got to go to this part of Italy and go to this great restaurant. So Stanley Tucci searching for Italy is great. All right, two questions. Number yep. one, did he contemplate using drive-in diners and dives does Italy as a title? Was, was that ever <laughs> contemplated? Because that's what it sounds like to me. It's It's that... But he's much more charming than the guy who does drive-ins, diners, and drives, and whatever. Uh, that's, that's but it's kind of, the, it, I mean, it's the same I, format, I like, which is he's going like to a lot guy. of places. He's got some of the greatest hair ever on yeah. television. I okay. give him his Most props. memorable, I'll give you that, yeah. All right, and the other one was, uh, does Stanley Tucci ever reference Wolf Blitzer? No. <laughs> Because of that. Well, then why is it a CNN show? How do you CNN do something does, on CNN I, I don't and know. not reference Wolf Blitzer? How can I answer? You know, by the way, since you mentioned Wolf Blitzer, that he was my summer camp counselor when I was no, I never heard of here. I know. No, yes. I've never heard that. Yes, camp Wolf is a Buffalo guy, and and uh, when I was a kid, we went to summer camp, a camp called Cape Camp Lakeland. Which I was distressed. I looked it up on Google a year ago, and it no longer exists. Which oh. was I was very sad to hear that. Sorry, but my counselor was a guy named Wolf, and like twenty years ago, a friend of mine emailed me and he said, "You remember our counselor Wolf?" I said, "Yeah, I remember him." He goes, "Yeah, that's Wolf Blitzer," and I was like, "Yes, it was. That's right." And it was Wolf Blitzer. Anyway, I've never heard he was, that before. He was a very nice. He was a nice guy. He was a teenager, though. Like I was. You know, ten, and he was probably eighteen, nineteen. He was a very nice guy. I believe that. And so there, uh, I I thought he had to be mentioned on every show on CNN. Uh, <laughs> That's why I thought Stanley Tucci had to work him into some kind of Italian recipe, and Will Blitzer instead would use real tomatoes instead of these processed ones. You would like this show. All right. All right. Last thing I want to tell you, then we're going to take a, we got a call or two on hold. I want to get the call uh, because it's what we're watching, uh, Jody. Between October 21st and November 5th, if you find your way out to the Players Club of Swarthmore, I will be in the play Clue. I auditioned, and I got the role. Very good director, Mike Sokolovsky. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not Anthony Sanfilippo? No, no, because it's not a musical. You're play without Sanfilippo? I know. Amazingly, oh, I had another director a, hired me. You're such a cheater. No, I'm you're not cheating a, on San Filippo. Shame on you. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the the singing and dancing this year. Okay. So I auditioned for Clue, and I play the role of Colonel Mustard. Very nice. Do you remember the movie Clue? Did you watch that movie years um, ago? Years ago, yeah. I yeah. don't remember it, but I yeah, late remember 80s. watching it. Yeah. Anyway, so the board game turned into a movie, turned into a play, and I'm going to be in the play uh, late October, early November. When is this? October 21st through November 5th. Okay. Ten performances, Jody. I'm, I w- I'm going to try to get you out for one. Yeah, or nay on Halloween? No on Halloween. Oh. No. It's um, me out of the house. I wouldn't have to do Candy Patrol. No, You're killing me, Mac, now. It's Thursday. I mean, I, the date. It starts October 21st is a Friday. So it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the next week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, tickets available at PCSTheater.org and... Uh, that's it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let us work in Jeff on a cell phone. Jeff, what's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, fellas. I'm uh, driving back from Pittsburgh. I was at the Phillies-Pirates game oh, last nice. night. Nice. And uh, I got to tell you, the Phillies fans, uh, they traveled well, and uh, everybody behaved. Um, Ranger was uh, 
really sharp, and we uh, wound up sitting behind Corey Knable's wife, and it was uh, a lot of fun to watch her at the end of the game, especially after that pickoff move. Very uh, nice. Oh, great. I bet. Yep. Yep. So he great said, place to watch I read, I read the story today that Knable said he's been trying that move his whole career. It's the first time it actually worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in any event, um, I was just uh, kudos to the Phillies fans the way they traveled. Um, yeah, I'm watching the game, and I know the you know the, the NBC Sports Philadelphia is going to be looking for the Philly fans, but it seemed Jeff almost it was like fifty fifty. It was, it was, it was, and, and it was kind of nice because they were you know, the Pirates are sort of a sorry team, and they weren't really rubbing it in. It was just it was all good. When when the first baseman threw the ball away in the tenth inning, cheers a plenty. I know. I, it was it was absolutely a fifty fifty split as far as you could yeah, just and tell. Yeah, they had a big, big fire, firework, big fireworks display afterwards. Uh, it's a great place to go watch a game. Oh, that's a uh, ballpark. The, the if, yeah, I was going to ask you about that ballpark, and I've been there. It is one of the nicest ballparks in in baseball. Yep, uh, I agree. You, walk, you do the thing where you walk over the bridge past the Clemente yep. stat. Yeah, yeah, it's yep, nice. Yep, yep. All good. Uh, last question for me: One when uh, Nick Castellanos struck out, and I think he left six guys on base yesterday. I heard those boos on my TV. Tell us how that sounded in the stadium. Uh, you know, so especially in the first inning with the bases loaded, that was kind of painful to watch. Um, I, I said I was there with my son. I went out there to help him move. I thought I'd aged out of that, but apparently not. And uh, I, uh, you never do if it's your son. Yeah, and I said, you know, Castellanos just kind of looks lost up there at the plate. You know, he's kind of flailing away. The off-speed stuff was killing him. Yeah, well, good for you. Um, it's nice to go to other ballparks when your team plays, and that's a great ballpark, and uh, you got to win. So well done, Joe. Yep, all good. All, all right. right, guys. Thank you very much. There you go. 215-592-9494. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack. Now, don't forget Dick Vermeil at noon. The coach is going into the Hall of Fame next week. We will ask him about that and other things. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now on 9. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP, 215-592-9494. All right, Jody, I need uh, your opinion on something which I trust you, your knowledge of this way beyond mine. Your Philadelphia 76ers are being investigated by the NBA in terms of the recruitment and signing of James Harden and those players after him. They could potentially be fined. They could potentially face the loss of draft picks. I can't imagine it would go anything beyond that. But when I saw that, I thought to myself, when did the NBA become diligent about this sort of thing? So I come to you. Jody Mack, and ask you, what the hell's going on? Well, first things first, they they were allowed to quote-unquote tamper with James Harden because he was their property. He, he, the last team was before he uh, opted out and became a free agent was the 76ers, so they could have been talking to him throughout. So there's absolutely nothing there. Might they have talked to P.J. Tucker before he became an official free agent? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they did. Like every year in the NBA, Thank where you. tampering goes on in season, leading into free agency, the next year players are allowed to do it, but teams aren't. Uh, this is a big nothing burger. I don't see any way the NBA can take any action. Now, there is at least rumors and uh, aspersions being cast 
that there's a wink and a nod deal between James Harden and the 76ers that he would play for that much less this year, and it's $15 million from what he could have opted in at what he eventually signed for, 14 or $15 million. That's a big hometown discount, and just to let your uh, team have more flexibility to sign free agents with the Sixers took advantage of and did just that. We'll see a year from now if he signs a new, longer-term, well-over-50-million-dollars jump-up type deal. If he does, and those who have asserted that this is the case here, they'll be proven right. If he doesn't, then they were making it up as they go along. I would be surprised. I don't think Daryl Morey uh, is that kind of committed. I know he's got a great relationship with James Harden, and he played it to its max to put themselves in the best situation they could this year. I, I don't think he's promised James Harden anything past this year uh, as far as a extended contract goes because he signed for one more year, but it's a player option. So he could opt out, and you're back in the same exact situation you were. If Harden re-signs here for over $50 million, I would be very surprised. Okay, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know where this comes from because whenever I've – the NBA is the one league where it seems to me this happens all the time. Right. And I know now they have like the legal tampering part of things or whatever, but like, hey, a guy's a free agent and 20 minutes later he signs a six year, $150 million deal. Like, wow, yep. boy, they agreed to that pretty fast. Guess they didn't talk when it was illegal. And you, I mean, there's always, I know LeBron with uh, Bosch and Wade to Miami and then with uh, what's his name, Davis to LA is like players colluding as opposed to teams. So I guess that's different. And, but I'm looking at like you know Katie the Warriors and Harden of the Nets and like now they're they're going to investigate PJ Tucker and Daniel House. I just I don't I don't get where this comes from. Like suddenly the NBA cares. Yeah, um, I I think and I do believe that because Harden did something that very rarely happens in the NBA. A still viable player took significantly less money to return to a team. And at least on the surface, it looks solely for the reason of giving the team more money to play with in the free agency. That that does kind of stick out like a sore thumb. But the whole tampering, th- I, they got no leg to stand on. It happens all the time. That's what I thought. All right. You're right. Okay. Question. Because uh, I like to work all four teams in every show. So let's do the sure. Sixers, and then we'll figure out what to say about the Flyers. I don't know what to work in, but I do promise to work them into every show. Uh, the Sixers right now in better shape than they were at the end of last season. Yes. Uh, closer to the Celtics. Closer. Okay. Have not caught. Have not caught the Bucks either. I yeah. would say I, 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 Miami kind of surprised me last year, and that's because Spolster is such a good coach that uh, he takes different pieces and makes them work and fit as well as anybody does in the NBA. He's probably the best coach in the NBA right now. But I think the Sixers have a better roster than Miami does. Okay. Uh, And this assumes that um, the Celtics don't get Kevin Durant, which is one of the rumors that's been going on the last week. And it makes some sense if it does. Jalen Brown plus... Uh, that 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 here's the only reason why I don't say, oh, my God, the Celtics have to do that. Tatum's game and Durant's game are very similar. And they're both phenomenal. They're both top 10 players in the NBA. How do you not want to get two top 10 players and play them together? Well, unless they basically play the same game, which those two guys do. 
So if the Celtics do that, it will certainly raise the overall talent level of their game. But then Emi Adoka is going to have his work cut out for him because his two best mm-hmm. players basically do the same things. Yeah, how would you like to be a Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, it is Brooklyn. A Brooklyn Nets fan about Oof. these days. Oof. Yeah, right. That's yeah, all right. And Flyers. if they trade Durant before uh, Kyrie. Durant goes, but you still got Kyrie out. Right. That, yeah. that would be hard to be a Net fan. Well, you got Ben Simmons. All's, all's fine. Ooh. If he, I, I don't know if he'll ever play. Uh, okay. The Flyers made a couple minor deals this week. I still, again, I promise to work in every show. I have no hope and faith at all in the Flyers whatsoever and the direction they're going other than the fact that the new coach intrigues me. You got anything here's, other than that? Yes, here's why it was a good week for the Flyers, oh, Glenn. Well, hey, yes, good. absolutely. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> Seems like every week somebody gets hurt with this massive injury no lower body keep injuries. them out for yeah. months and months yeah. and months. What do you uh, mean we're not even playing? How did a guy get hurt when they weren't even playing? No, it was a good week. Nobody got hurt. <laughs> That's what that franchise has become, Jody McDonald. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty sad. All right, coming up, it's going to be a big honor. We're going to talk to uh, Dick Vermeil, former coach of the Eagles, Super Bowl coach with the uh, St. Louis Rams next week, headed to Canton to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We got him here next on 94 WIP with Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now, 94 WIP. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.